Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another FMF State of Mind podcast. We're back in consecutive weeks. We finally did it guys. Y'all weren't believing us when we said we'd be back, but we are. It's quarantine, so what else are we going to do? I'm your host Antonio. I got Nestor with me. Ness, we got a beautiful topic for the people here. You want to you wanna tell them what it is? Beautiful topic. Well, we're actually going to be discussing the World Cup teams from Mexico in 2022 and 2026. We know that's far away, but honestly, God, fuck it. We're in quarantine and we're in quarantine mode currently. And what else are we currently going to be doing? And by the way, I'm Nestor Esquivel. Nescavelli. You can find me on Twitter. I'm actually co-editor for Viva Liga and Max. Also a contributor for FMF State of Mind. And Antonio, where can we find you at? Oh, we're doing it at the beginning now. All right, all right. Switching things up. I like it. Yeah, guys, uh, I'm Antonio, as always, so you can find me on Twitter at Antonio1998 double underscore. Also over on FMS State of Mind, write a bunch, do this podcast, do a bunch of other stuff in the works, so just go check us out over there. And uh, yeah, man, let's get this started. Like Nestor said, we're doing the starting 11 for Mexico at both the 2022 and 2026 World Cups. Now, the 2022 World Cup, who knows if that's even going to still happen (laughs) because quarantine life, you know, coronavirus is kind of upsetting everything at this point. So who knows what's going to happen? It's not that far away, but, uh, you know, we're still doing it. We're still this is our predictions way too early, as Bleacher Report would say. Way Way too too early. early. Yes. Yes. Especially the 2026 one. Are you kidding me? We're crazy doing this, but we're going to do it just to give you guys some horrible takes that you can look back on in six years and think, man, what the fuck were they thinking? Exactly. And if I'm wrong, you can find me in 2026 and you can actually come up to me because the World Cup's going to be in the U.S., Canada, and right. Mexico, and we can square up in the parking lot of whatever game we bought to see and we can fight oh, one-on-one. Man. And I got you. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be recording that too right outside the Tunisia-Senegal game. It's Nestor against some random fan. Dude. And that, somebody in the background the world star. It's going to be beautiful. The scenes. The scenes. Oh, God. The people, the jerseys, the counterfeits is going to be amazing. The best World Cup we've ever seen in history, boys. <laughs> but yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay, we're not we're not going to waste let's any go. time. Let's fucking go. Nestor, I'm going to let you go first. Let's not let's not waste the uh, people's why would time. You, hold on, hold on. What, 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 what's going on here? I feel like I'm being ambushed. Let's, what do you mean? <laughs> All right, so I wrote I wrote an article about this. Yes, he did. Ago. I forgot to mention it that. feels like months ago. I wish it was years ago. Uh, and it wasn't received very well, like anything else in, in uh, Liga MX English. So, uh, you know what? I stand by it. You can fight me all you want. I don't care. It's way too early anyway. We don't even know if Tata Martino is even going to be coaching the team. But if they did last World Cup cycle, if they did, uh, as they're going to do this one, then they, they watch might, out, they Tata. Might not. Nestor's calling for yeah, your head out, already. Tata. Exactly. Fire him. I'm tired. I'm tired of winning. I'm tired of winning. Look at us winning. <laughs> it's not Mexican All right, to win. So, you know, like any Argentine, we're running a 4-4-3. We're running a 4-3-3. Okay. Yeah. Apologies, same. not a 4-4-3. Doesn't make any fucking sense. All right. So, so give us your team. Give us the whole down, team. Give me the whole team? Give, give us the whole team. Just straight out the gate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No romance? No, just no, lay no, it no. on the table? Lay it on the table. Jesus. <laughs> Get your cock out, lad. No, 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 no. Get your- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I we leave that in. <laughs> that's, All right. That's another so podcast. So, starting but, off, yeah. you know, 4-4-3-3. Four, 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 three, three. <laughs> we got the forwards. Let's start with Raul Jimenez. He's still going to be doing good, you know. You know, starting him up there. Okay, Obviously, okay. Chucky Lozano. Mm-hmm. Come on now. How, how you going left winger, I assume. There? Yep, left winger, and then for right winger, I got a uh, for right winger. I have Carlos Vela. Ooh! And listen, I get it. I fucking know, but you never know. So there you go. I think we kind of <laughs> do know. Right. Then, but I'm gonna let you finish. Yep. And I'm then gonna let you yes, finish. yeah. Let me. I'm gonna let you finish, way. Uh, so some midfield. We have Guti, Eric Gutierrez, okay. the PSV. Yeah, hey, thing. remember him? <laughs> remember him? Hey, remember? <laughs> Pepperidge Farms are members, <laughs> and then I have Hector Herrera, currently Atlético Madrid. He's uh, warming that bench up r- pretty well whenever he's not playing, which he actually hasn't given playing time yeah, yeah, since yeah. last time I checked. But since last time I checked, we're all on national quarantine <laughs> shutdown. So it's been know, a while. Whatever. It's been a couple years since we've yeah, seen. Yeah, you got <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's when the world was the world was still okay, and you could go outside. Right. Before everything changed, you know, before we were injecting sanitizer into ourselves Stop from it, our great man. president. And for, for 
for for my third central midfielder, I have Edson Alvarez. Okay. He's currently at Ajax, and which has been struggling a bit. I'll tell you what, it's the top team there. They do Champions League. You can't give up on the boy. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about him. And then for our defense, we have Jesus Gallardo from currently of Monterrey. They have yet to win a game yet, even in a quarantine. <laughs> okay, but no. But we have him. He's been doing a really good job back there. And he's somebody that goes underrated. I know that's a spot that, you know, it's like Miguel Ayun held on for the past really four or five shit since 2014, if you really want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But he's old. You can't do that anymore. Right. Jesus Gallardo is great going forward. He's palatable on defense. You know, we, we have to take those weaknesses where we can. Yeah, let's be but honest, no thing, fullbacks defend anymore. So No no fullbacks defend anymore in the, in the modern game, if we're just being honest. Then obviously, he, he, he does really well going forward. He's, like I said, he's palatable whenever he's on defense. Mm-hmm. And majority of all, he shows fucking effort. Yeah. And he's out there. And at center back, I have Nestor Arajo. I only picked him because he has the exact same first name as I do, and it makes me feel special <laughs> whenever I say my own first name. Oh, but he's been remember he's been Argentina, Nestor. Remember season. Argentina. What he? Yeah, what remember did he Argentina. Do? God damn it! But they, he's, he's still seeing Lautaro Martinez in his nightmares. Is what he's doing. Oh Jesus Christ! No, please turn back around. <laughs> but Nestor Arajo is doing really well in Spain. No, he is still he playing is. over there, even though Mohamed's uh, stunner shades on the sidelines aren't there anymore to watch him. You know, <laughs> RIP for the boy currently currently hosting for Monterrey. Have yet to win a game yet? And then obviously next to him we have Carlos Salcedo, el Titan. Okay. Obviously, when I heard when I when I put this, I was hoping he gets back in being fit. He doesn't do really dumb mistakes. I'm talking about the Salcedo that played for. Frankfurt and also played for Mexico for a short amount of time and also played for Chivas. I'm talking about that one, the defender, the guy that was stiff, the guy that was strong, the guy that was even at Florentina and he was playing as he was playing as a whiteout as as a right back yes. and he could hold his own. He could. I think somebody, somebody, please throw some fucking gloves at him so he he plays like his old self. I don't know what's going on. Ever since he stopped wearing gloves, he stopped being good. And ever since he went to Tigres, he stopped being good. So I don't know if that's a Tigres thing. Y'all have to sort that out. But get your shit together. He needs to put a move together and get out of there because he's not playing well since he's gotten there. And then at right back, we have, yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Why, why would you put Decatito Corona at right back? And you know what I tell you? Because fuck you. That's why. Yo, I, I, I saw you, you catch know a why? bunch of strays for this yep, pick. I, a bunch of strays. And you know why? Why the fuck not? Who the fuck else are you going to put there? And I get that there might be a couple other decent choices at this time with youth development. But when the fuck is the last time Mexico has been anything do, has done anything good with youth development? So we can kind of put that hey, off the side. the development side. league is coming, boys. <laughs> That's going to work, right? Liga Balompe. Because <laughs> oh, Asenso's done, my guy. Hey, we might we talk about that we next have. week. If Carlos Vela can play at the right wing, if he even if he even sniffs an opportunity, and he can play, and we even we're gonna accommodate him, but we can't leave good talent off the field. Okay. We have to put Decatito in, and he can play as a right back and contribute going forward. And then guess what? He's an attacker. Who knows attacking better than the person who attacks? So I know how to defend it. And I know you that Lachi doesn't stack up in a lot of cases. But you know what? He's fucking fast, and he can make up for a mistake that he'll make. <laughs> Because he will. He'll make many. You're not wrong there. And I know he hasn't been played very very much so over there in Portal. And I saw, saw a graphic. Uh, Shout-outs to Brian from the Holy Flock. He, the last four games from SofaScore, and he was he was listed as a right midfielder or a right winger. So it'll, it might take a little bit to get back into that motion. But if he has to do it, he can do it. He's, he's a team player. You know, no guy that's last name Corona and has a nickname Tecatito isn't a team player. Let's be honest here. He played like for Monterrey logic. when Monterrey. He he played for Monterrey when playing for Monterrey wasn't a big deal. All right. That's true, and he dipped so quick. Like we didn't even get a chance to see prime Tecatito in Liga Mekis at all. Oh, not at all. We didn't get that year too. We, no, we didn't no. get that year, year and a half, like we did with Irving. You know, Chucky yeah. Lozano, where they got to bask in their glory, and we got to see you know really good, a really good one. Being like, this guy's too good for the league. He right. bounced before somebody else saw that in practice. Or in the few games that he did play, it's because I think that's when they were in the Concacaf Champions League. They were like, "Yep, we need to, we need to get this guy. We need to get him out of here." So good on them for Porto for uh, recruiting Mexican talent. And then for goalkeeper, I have Rodolfo Cota. What? Okay. And on the nice. bench, Memo Ochoa. You know why? I can't let you get away with I'm this. I'm fucking tired of Memo Ochoa. You guys praise him for all you want to praise him, and I get that he's a good goalkeeper. 
but my knees start buckling whenever he comes out on a corner. And yeah, I said it. He's not the best when it comes to that. Is he a good shot stopper? Sure, but can he command his defense and know where to place him so that way he knows what ball is coming forward? So that way he doesn't end up blaming him at the end of the day when it's not their fault when he's the one that's supposed to be positioning them? I, a, a lot of things get overlooked when it comes to Memo Ochoa because he's a good shot stopper. And it's, um, it's something that us Mexicans, we like the show more than we like the results at times. And he arguably should have started at the 2010 World Cup. That's something that, what is it called? Uh, who was Nestor La Torre at the time? Who was, who was, uh, was it Javier Aguirre? Yeah, that was, it was, was it Javier Aguirre. And he, he, he took Conejo. He shouldn't have taken Conejo. And I think ever since then, people feel Ooh, like he's been snubbed. I just got chills and when you said that. He's been, and he's been, <laughs> and, and he's been, he's been playing, he played very well in Europe. No team wanted a second look at him. And when it came down to it, he ended up leaving Liga. And then he went to, uh, he went to La Liga, where he did pretty good. A couple spells, you know, in Getafe is alongside with um, Granada. You mean what other team? Granada. No, it was he was with Getafe too, but no, he just, was, was always on the bench. He could never Malaga. There yeah, you go, yeah, not yeah. Getafe. I'm sorry, I see the blue and I kind of get confused. Yeah, they do. Seem but he couldn't. He he couldn't start there. He started obviously at at the lower club, but when it ended up happening, they ended up getting relegated. So. He's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. He's going to go down as one of the greats. People argue if he is the greatest, but we like the show more than we like the results. And when I say that, I say one of the up-and-coming prospects is Jurado. Sebastian Jurado, formerly of Los... I don't even know what the name is anymore. They don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Shout out to Fidel Curry. You forgot about him already. Be Veracruz. <laughs> I forgot about him all fucking ready. A Veracruz. And when he played for Veracruz, you had a lot of shots coming towards you, and you had a lot of chances to look like a hero. And great, you looked like a hero. He was still on that same team that lost like 6 or 7-0 and gave him their worst competitive loss against Necaxa about their, in, in their last inaugural season, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me on that. But it's the same thing with him. He's been called to the Mexico national team, and a lot of people are in love with him when it comes down to what he can do. But there's weaknesses and there's flaws there that a lot of people don't see or they don't want to see because he's lovable, he's memorable, he's in the commercials, he's playing for America, arguably one of the biggest teams in Mexico right now. He's he's he is he is the goalkeeper that people want to be, and I think when we get down to it, it's it's what people want to see and not what people actually do see. You know what I mean? It's like eager to see us those last days at Real Madrid. Was he the best? No. Were, were they going to run him out? It's, it's tough. And it really is tough. But Memo Ochoa is going to be older. And he had his span of over a decade, if not even more, with the Mexico national team. You can look up some highlights where, you know, standard definition, big-ass TVs were still a thing. And you can look at those clips and say, damn, Memo has been Mexico's number one go-to choice for over a decade. Do you think it's time we do something different? So that way maybe we can try to do something different and get a new attitude. And I don't know. At this point, just throwing anything against the wall. When you see, this is the same keeper that got ran on by Chile. And I'm not blaming just him because it was a show of the whole fucking team. And it was a really weak showing of the whole team. But it was during the Copa America and it was on the biggest stage. Yes, he did great in 2014 against Brazil. Yes, he did great in other games against uh, Uruguay. That same Copa America. Where Rafa Marquez had that stunner of a goal in Arizona. And he's played other great games as well. But as the years go on, those games start dwindling and dwindling. And even when he had that first few bad run with America, people were questioning if he still had it or not. I, I think he still did. I just think he had to get acclimated back to being back to the country. A lot of people take for granted that these players, you know, they move around. And they do what they have to do to provide for their families. And a lot of people don't get there's a readjustment period to whatever they're doing. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt on that. And he played amazing, you know. That being said, they lost the last game against Cruz Azul. And that's not his fault. Cabecita has been doing fucking amazing. Leader of, the, leader of Liga MX currently, as it is postponed. It feels like I've been saying that forever because it's been a fact for months at this point. It's like, I don't know what they're going to do with the season. That's besides the point. But I think we got to try something different. And I know Rodolfo Cota is up there in age with Memo Cho as well, but why not? He's somebody that's experienced. He won a championship with Chivas. The one championship they win each decade. If that's not giving you further proof... <laughs> 
<laughs> and he also man Leon when they were weren't they weren't doing so good and also accomplished things with them as well. And a lot of people got overlooked in this past decade, and I think this is one of the people we can't overlook any longer. At least give them their due diligence before they end up retiring, because there's only a few caps between them. What else is there to show for? Meanwhile, Memo Joy has a thousand, and we're still doing the same fucking shit we were doing 20 years ago, which is trying to get out the round of 16. So why not try something different? And you can argue there's many other choices like that, but my choice is Ruta Fukuta. All right, and I'm done. Where, what is yours? <laughs> All right, I'm going to start from the back just so I can debate you on the point that you just said. So we're going to start with goalkeeper. <clears throat> and guys, I'm not that crazy. I do still have Memo Choa as my starting goalie. Because listen, I get what you're saying, and it, he's not going to be there for much longer. But I just don't think we have any other viable options other than Memo Choa. I would argue that, like you said, Rodolfo Cota is also up there in age. They're similar in age. I think Cota might be a couple years younger, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think but, like maybe one or two. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. No more than two. But I do think that, especially looking at this past season, both Leon and America have been decent as a whole. But if you just look at Rodolfo Cota and Memo Choa's season before it was suspended, I feel like we're kind of starting to see Cota now kind of get the short end of the stick. And kind of start, you know, getting a little you know bit how older, old getting Memo's a little bit be? slower. He's going to be, you know what, 30, gonna be? 35, right? He's going to be 37 at 2022. Th- so he's 35 now? He's 34. He turns 35 July 13th. Okay, and then you yeah, so he's going yeah, to turn 37. It's not in the summer. It's oh, going to be in right. the winter You're time. Right. So, he is so gonna he's going to be 37. So he's not even going to be 36. Listen, he's going to be 37 listen. years old. I get that, guys. But listen, there's no more viable options. Let's take out Rodolfo Cota out of the equation because I'll, I'll remind you of the game that they played against, um, oh, what's that island team? I think it was Bermuda. Um, and Cota was playing, and he he did okay. I mean, uh, Mexico won that like 4-5-0 or, or whatever because, you know, it's Bermuda. At the same time, Cota wasn't that great, okay? He was thinking he was Manuel Neuer all the time, and he can't do shit with his feet. If you remember at that. times he he does do stuff with his feet at times because he is a better game. I feel ball handler than than a lot of majority of the goalkeepers and I do understand your point he did not look good in that game at all and yeah, yeah the, but other than him we let's see we got Hugo Gonzalez who's at Nicaxa who was arguably the best keeper in the league last season um, but I just don't see him breaking in if he hasn't already broken into the national team and unseated Ochoa or other people like that then I don't see it happening anytime soon. Then we got Corona and Talavera, who are also going to be older than Ochoa, so they're out. And um, after that, who else? Jurado, you could argue that he's he, you could argue that he's not going to be ready by 2022. We thought he might be, but you know he's currently behind Chuy Corona, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be stepping out of that limelight anytime soon at Cruz Azul. So it could be more than two years before we see Jurado truly shine, which is okay. He's really young, um, so we can still see that. But 2022 might just be a little bit early for him. So that's why, I mean, it's out of necessity. We don't have anyone else, is my thing, with Ochoa. So that's why I still have him at goalkeeper. I still think he's going to be, that's going to be his last World Cup, his swan song. You know, you may, he is going to be 37, but hey, Gigi Buffon was, 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 is still going at it strong at 40. He was still, I don't have to tell you that Memo Ochoa is not Gigi Buffon. I, I know, but like, you know, goalkeepers, sometimes they don't have... That same stigma of age didn't as outfield players. Zinedine Zidane from getting a World Cup. You know, like it, 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 if, if, if there's a difference between a 37-year-old outfield player and a 37-year-old keeper. That keeper can still be solid, can still be good, can still be, can still run with the best of them. You know, older age keepers aren't as uh, what's it called? They're not as they're not seen as li- as more liability more liabilities. I don't know what I'm saying, but you get what I'm trying to say. More- more liable. <laughs> More liable, I guess, than um, you know, old outfield players who can maybe can make a mistake every now and then. So that's why I have Ochoa. But yeah, we'll go right into the uh, defense, and I think we both have, yeah, we both we both have the same fullbacks, which really it doesn't take a genius to to get these full to know what the fullback situation is going to be like. Because at left back, I also have Jesus Gallardo. I think that's pretty much self-explanatory. I don't think that might be the only position where maybe him and Chukis, where like nobody can debate. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. other than Gallardo, who else do you have? I mean, there's a couple, but like by 2022, it, it, it's it's too. No, it's like if you know you have people like Calderon, right? 
you don't know if what their how infrequent his situation is at Chivas. You don't know if it's going to be a good situation for him to prosper enough to be able to get called up to the Mexico national team. And he has the Nations League. You saw him get those call-ups. He was doing great. But is that going to continue in the future is what we have to ask ourselves. And It's just a, I don't know at this point. And Gallardo, a lot of people forget that with the FMF especially, there's a lot of fucking politics. It's not just we're going to call up every single best available player in every single position. The European players got to come in. The players that are known with the, to be as far as in the organization and the ones that are getting the call-ups and that the coaches are comfortable with. Who has Tarta Martino been working with? Gallardo. He wants to stick with Gallardo because Gallardo knows what he wants out of him. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and he's he's pretty he's pretty much prospered. I, don't, I can't think, you know, with these other defenders or players, you can maybe think, oh, there was that one game, oh, there was that one game. I can't really think of a game where Gallardo has kind of disappointed I mean, either. With the Mexico national team shirt on, that is. I don't know about Monterrey because I don't watch every single Monterrey game. But, yeah. So, I have him at left back. Center back, I also have Nestor Araujo. Um, and, yeah, I brought up the Argentina game just for fun. But, hey, guys, it's an, it's an off game. Everybody has those. If you're a center back, especially going up against one of the, some of the best Argentine attackers, I mean, you're going you're gonna to fuck up. You know what I mean? But uh, he, he bounced back stronger. And uh, he had a great season in Spain right after that. So, um, you know, playing at Celta Vigo, not the greatest, not the most historic Spanish club, but a pretty solid outing, you know, for him to be in that team sheet week in, week out at a top uh, league like La Liga, it's, it's, it's something to be said. So, yeah, I think Nestor Araujo is going to be, it's, it's going to be his first and last World Cup, I think, right? Because he, he wasn't in Russia. So, um and unfortunately, he's going to be too old, I think, for 2026. So it's going to be his first and last World Cup. And beside him, I don't have Salcedo because of what you mentioned. He's kind of erratic. He's kind of not the same as he once was. So I have Cesar Montes, uh, center back from Monterrey. I think he's probably our only, Mexico's only like center back prospect that could actually do big things in the future maybe go to Europe you know what I mean we have you have yeah. guys like Sepulveda Chivas but Montes has been it's almost like kind of like when you're talking about the NBA he's always been that guy that's like been two years away from being two years away like we've heard about <laughs> this guy for a long time oh, yeah. yep. and he hasn't exactly shown up and like been like okay I'm the center back of the moment right now but I think I think I don't know I don't want to sound redundant but I think he might be getting there he's still really young he's still really young so um, I think he might be like 21 or 22. I don't have the ages in front of me right now. But yeah, so I got him right there. Oh, he's 23, but still pretty young. Um, so I got those two as a center back partnership. And then at right back, I also have Decatito Corona. I, I Like I said, I, I saw you getting a lot of flack from people on this. But uh, I don't know if those people just don't uh, watch the Portuguese league or don't keep up with what's going on at Porto. But that's his position now. That's where Porto has placed Decatito as a right back. Um, and he's been doing great. You know what I mean? Like I said, fullbacks don't defend anymore. So if you have somebody uh, like Tecatito who can be that uh, be that attacker down the wing and provide support to the right winger, put those crosses in, cut inside a little bit, you know what I mean? He's the perfect uh, person for that. And like you said, with the right back and left back positions, they've been kind of taken over by Miguel Layun or players like Paul Aguilar over the past few years. But those players are done. They're absolutely over with. They're not going to be in 2022 at all. Um, Layun, Monterrey fans don't even like him there. So you're definitely, he's definitely not going to be anywhere near the national team. Yeah, Cantor didn't like him either. Yeah, so like that's why I got Tecatito. He's... I'm joking. That was, fun. that was a fucked up joke. Oh, I didn't even hear what you said. What'd you say? <laughs> oh no, I said I said cancer didn't like him either. And I oh, that's, that's, a, that's a, a good thing joke. though. That's a good that's thing good. for him. But that's thankfully, good... he did beat cancer. I'm not an asshole, guys. I just uh, like it's something that I bring up right now and then, just because it is it is a good thing that he beat cancer and he's doing better. That being said, he still plays like shit at times. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not always his fault. Like it was at America. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he still he still has some left in the tank, but not for the Mexico national team. No, not at all, not at all. So yeah, that's why we got I got Corona too. Moving on to the midfield, three three midfielders as well. Um, I think two of them are, are the same as yours. One of them is different. So I got Edson at CDM. Um, he can also play center back, so he can be an option there. But I got him at his nat- natural position, CDM. Um, and then up 
right above him is Hector Herrera, the warrior man. This guy's gonna be the captain. Guardado's gonna be too old. Mr. Hermoso himself. So yeah, man, you, you're not you're not ugly. You're just poor. And look at him now. He got the money. <laughs> he got the bag. And he got beautiful, ladies and gentlemen, the David Beckham of Mexico, if you could call him. Secured that. the bag, ladies and gentlemen. Secured the bag. That's what he did. Former Porto captain. He's gonna wear that Mexican armband in 2022. And I'm excited to see him, man. He's somebody that always gives a million and ten percent. He's the perfect person you want to be your captain, to lead your team. Uh, you know what I mean? He can play CDM as exactly. well, but he prefers to he play sees a little a volley. Bit more up. Yep, he's, he sees the volley from 40 feet out. You know what? He's fucking taking it. Because why? He's taking not? it, man. He's got that skill. He's got that in his arsenal. He's got that long shot capability. He's got that badge, if you will. If this was 2K, but it's not. You know how so, many posts this man has hit? <laughs> He's hit quite a few in his day. Yep. Not as bad as James Rodriguez, but a oh, pretty no. good amount of posts. Yeah. But yeah, and then right above him, I think, who'd you, who'd you have as your third midfielder? I don't know. Some guy that runs around a lot. <laughs> you had Edson, Achiache, and somebody else. And I had Eric Guti. Oh, Guti. Guti. Yes, yes, yes. So... Um, I have his former teammate uh, back in the Pachuca days. I have Rodolfo Pizarro. Now listen. <gasps> I know. He sold out and went to MLS. Gasp. He uh, decided 20 to spend million? his prime 20 years. million in one night? <laughs> 20 <laughs> million in one night? Soon as all that money goes, all the dependents take flights? What? <laughs> he, I know. I know. I'm hearing the screams already. He decided to spend his prime years at a subpar uh, soccer league with trash defenders where he's probably going to light it up if the coronavirus hadn't happened and suspended yeah, the whole season. But guess what? He takes fire selfies with David Beckham. So who really wins here? He's winning, man. He's winning. <laughs> no matter. But you know what? He's still going to be there because I think once the World Cup comes around, he'll still be at Inter-Miami, of course. But he's going he's gonna to turn it up. You know what I mean? He's going to turn on the Carlos Vela switch. He might fuck around and win the MVP. We know he has the natural capabilities of it. Now, oh, the, yeah. the past few months at Monterrey weren't great. He didn't seem, but at the same time, he didn't seem all there mentally. So maybe that could be something to do with it. Oh, yeah. But when he wants to be good, he's fucking good. There's oh, no yeah. doubt about that. It just depends that. on the Coke prices in Miami at the time. Oh, Hopefully God. He really <laughs> just... Listen, this isn't Pocho Guzman we're talking about. If not, he'd be in this uh, place. That's true. A good point but no he's done Same time let's not let, let's not forget those shivas parties that happened a few years ago oh whoa all right marco marco fabian whoa. let's put him in there marco. but no <laughs> we got rodo in here i still think by the time the world cup comes around he's gonna turn it up he's gonna be one of the stars in the mls and tata can't resist he's an mls boy himself you know exactly tata loves the mls so he's gonna be like you yep. know what rodo he's get an atlanta united at heart get in my squad that's what he's gonna say and then my wingers or wingers and forward. So my uh, left winger is probably, like I said, along with Gallardo, the left side is probably the least debated. It's Chucky Lozano. Who else? I mean, look, he's having a tough time at Napoli, but he's still, uh, you know, arguably the best Mexican in Europe just from pure talent standpoint. What he did in the Netherlands was ridiculous. I mean, he lit that country on fire. And uh, yep. not, not the greatest start to Italy, but hey, it's Serie A. You know what I mean? It's not... It, it's never been kind of Mexicans. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's not a top-tier league anymore. So, you know, hopefully you get to move somewhere else is what I'm saying. It's a farmer's league now, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's not league un, but it's getting there. <laughs> but no, I got Chucky, man. He's he's still going to be doing his thing. I mean, he, we have him to thank for probably the greatest victory in Mexican history at a World Cup, that is, and that's against Germany. So yep. um, go watch it on YouTube. FIFA just uploaded a couple weeks ago, so... If you want to go down memory lane. My striker is Raul Jimenez. Uh, I can't wait to see what this guy does. Because, let's be honest guys. It's his World Cup. And Wolves Jimenez is very different from Mexican national team Jimenez. At least from what we've seen so far. When he plays as a lone striker. No, I'm just <laughs> When he plays as a lone striker in Mexico, it's not, it's not fantastic. It's not great. He's still really good. And I know he won the golden boot or a golden ball, whatever the hell it's called, at the Gold Cup. He scored, like, five goals. But a lot of those goals were just, you know, gimmies from, like, the wingers. 
Um, at Wolves, he's Honest a different. God. He's a different beast. Yep. He creates his own shot. Um, so, who knows which Jimenez we're gonna see? But I mean, same thing with Lozano. Who who else are you gonna have in this position? This is like like Ness said. This is gonna be his World Cup. Chicharito's over and done with. It's Jimenez. Honestly, at this point, the the LA the the LA move really really cemented that. And yeah. g- getting back into Raw, this this is his World Cup. I think if uh, if he makes a move beforehand, it'll be all eyes on him. If he goes to Real Madrid or something like that, it's going to be all eyes on him especially. Mm-hmm. And I know those are rumors. He's still playing very well. I know a lot of people do doubt his ability with the Mexico national team. Let's not forget this is the man that saved us, and thanks to him, we we were able to go to the 2014 World Cup. Let's not for, yes, let's not forget the game against what was Panama or Costa Rica. I think it was Panama. Panama. Oh, the bicycle kick, ladies and gentlemen. Bicycle kick. I might play a clip right now in in editing, but just 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 reminisce. You can just play the audio. That shit is fucking beautiful. Este es Fernando Arce, la dejan entonces en el área, llega la chilena con la... Fuck, but thank you, Raúl Jiménez. And honestly, just because of that, he should just start. I get that Chicha, he's gonna be mad. He's older. He made that decision when he went to LA. I get it. But there's different levels to this, and he's a player that's always been known on effort, a lot of physical strength and positioning. And as you get older, those are tougher to those are go quicker than technical skill does. And I get that Chicha in the Bundesliga. Trust me, I watched every single week. He got very much so better with technical skills. And he provided that key assist, I think, to Irving Lozano to that goal against Germany in the 2018 World Cup. He did. So he, he, he can still do it. No question about it. My thing is, if somebody like Carlos Vela is available, who are you taking? And not saying that, you know, this is the last roster spot and they're taking it. But it's like it's it's different levels when it comes to that. Where one of the most technically gifted players that Mexico's ever seen in Carlos Villa, compared to Mexico's greatest ever goal scorer, but not the most technically gifted player. It's tough, but I think he's just he's still gonna go. He's still gonna be on the squad. He's gonna yeah, maybe, he might play a backup role. Right. He might still bag a few goals, which would be cool to see. But I don't think he's starting. I think I think you're correct on that role. He managed to pick. Yeah, no, and if we're just going to go, I know it's a really small sample size, but if we just want to go with the couple of games that we've seen him play in the Galaxy, I went to see him live, guys. I was there at the MLS season opener against uh, LA Galaxy at Houston. I was at, I was in the stadium. I was at Houston, and it was, it was dreadful. I mean, he touched the ball maybe 10 times, and this is against MLS defending and goalkeeping, mind you. Uh, and Houston's not that great of a team. No offense to Dynamo fans, but they're kind of trash. So if Chicha's not doing that against Houston and not doing that against you know some of the other MLS games he's he's played under his belt, it's not looking good. It's really not. But yeah, sir, Michael Beasley would like to have a word with you. Michael Beasley, is he even in the league anymore? I don't think he is. I'm just talking shit. But. Uh... <laughs> But I completely understand. At the same time, though, we got to take into account that, you know, it's like Chicharito. I'm not saying he makes a parody of the MLS as a league, but he understands it. And I think a lot of players, when they came out, they kind of have a chip on their shoulder when they see a player like him. They're like, fuck this guy. They're going to be laughing at us. They just let him do whatever we want to do. And they're expecting him to do great. Let's fucking make him horrible. They did. He, so they did. I, I they could, successfully I could, did. I could see that happening as well. It's like enough players put their minds to it they can they can fuck up a player <laughs> it's a team game after all especially when you just have new teammates and everything that's I'm giving true. you the benefit of the doubt but i think he will eventually end up lighting him up but just it's gonna take some time to get used to it i mean i i mean i hope so i mean going from ibrahimovic to chicharito it's been quite a downfall if, if in terms yeah. of just like 
pure star level action on the pitch. You know what I mean? Because Ibrahimovic could do anything at any given moment and change the game. Chicharito hasn't done that so far with Galaxy. But hey, when all this comes back, we'll see. And then exactly. at right winger. He's having another kid, actually. Yeah, he yeah, is. He true. is. I saw that. Right immediately after the first pull out game on. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. It's that quarantine baby boom, man. What else are they, what else they gonna do? Baby boom, man. That's that's the honest truth. Chicharito's out here. Hey, honestly, he's he's laying his roots in L.A., man. He's he's living hey, it up. He he wants that kid to be a U.S. citizen. He's he's thinking about hey, the future. Ooh, stop, stop. Low key, oh, they're uh, what is it? What, what do they call it? He's like blockchaining or some shit like that. I forgot what they're called. Bro. <laughs> I forgot I mean, what the Trump administration was calling it. The amount of national teams that are going to be fighting for this kid's passport when it, if he talk. becomes a soccer player. Australian. Australia, Mexican, Mexico, American. and the U.S. Because his wife is Australian for those yep. who don't know. Wow. Yep. And on the right wing, I actually have, I think, what, you had Vela, right? Yeah, Vela. Yeah, I can't. I, I hate to break it to you, man, but he's not coming back. I hope he sees this, bro. Dream. I hope he hears this, but he's not coming back. I hope he, hear, I hope he sees this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got... Um, there's not much at the right winger spot, you guys. I was racking my brain trying to figure out who. And I was like, hmm. Do I dare put Uriel Antuna and just watch the slaughter come my way? He was doing good when he was in MLS. Now, that talent <laughs> level changed over to Liga MX. I don't know if it's just a th- case of him. Trying to cheat on his wife too much, or what's going? Ooh, <laughs> or what's going on? But um, he's not focused, man. And you can tell no. he's a way better player than what he was playing, especially that game against Cruz Azul, which we lost. As far as Chivas faithfuls, uh, he he, w- he didn't play good at all. He had a couple clear chances where the ball literally rolled yeah, off his foot, and you're just atrocious. like, yeah, his technically, he's a better player than what he's been showing. And I don't care where you're at as far as MLS or League MX. That's just a confidence issue, and. He was doing the same shit at LA, and he would have rough games like anybody else would have rough games. He didn't have as rough games as he had with Chivas in this uh, short amount of time, though. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch him too much in the MLS, but you know, you watch the highlights like anybody else does on Univision or something at the end of the night. And as far as in the highlights, he'd always be in the highlights. He was never, you know, there's never any drama around him or anything. But same time, the MLS is such a smart market in the US. I don't think they'd focus on that anyway. But he's a better player than what he shows. And I had him as my backup in that article behind Carlos Vela because he's somebody that's going to be a workhorse and he's going to do what, what the coach tells him to do. And with a lot of players, they're going to go out there and try to do whatever that they want to do and they might not adhere to the game plan. But when it comes to a teamwork and having somebody on the right wing that's going to deliver a serviceable ball, they're going to cut in whenever they can. They're going to try to get the easy, sweaty goal whenever they can. That's somebody that you want there because we're looking for results at the end of the day, folks. We're not looking to light the world on fire. We're just trying to get past the round of fucking 16 at the World Cup. Can we just please have that? <laughs> I hear what you're saying, though. And, and I do agree that Uriel, Uriel Antuna is a better player than, than he's shown at Chivas in such a short time. Um, I still didn't pick him, though. And the reason is because I don't know... Um, obviously, we talk about how he kind of lit Mexico on fire during the Gold Cup. Obviously, a much different competition than the World Cup. He did great against teams like Trinidad and Guyana and all these other um, island he made Caribbean Raul nations. He made Raheem Menez look like an amateur. He carried that team. <laughs> he did carry more than Jimenez. I'll agree with you on that in that tournament. I didn't pick him because I don't know if I would trust him to go against... The big boys. If we get another, if we get another group like we had in Russia, where Germany, Sweden, and South Korea, um, it was a much tougher group than we than we anticipated. Just look at the Sweden game. Obviously, the Germany game as well. But we ended up, you know, kind of defending, parking the bus, and evading those uh, those German goals. But yeah, I don't know if I would trust them against those bigger opponents. But who, who somebody who I would trust, maybe controversial, is my favorite player on Cruz Azul. Roberto Alvarado, Piojito, Piojo, whatever you want to call him. He's a player that is very, uh, what's it called? He can play right wing. He can play on the other side of the wing. He can play attacking midfielder. He can play wherever you want him to play. He's been playing for a long time. He made his uh, professional debut at the age of 15. So he already has more than six years professional experience and he's only 21. I mean, this kid is great. I mean, he has the occasional off game like anybody would, like any other 21 year old would. 
but he has held it down at Cruz Azul from the moment. He hasn't skipped a beat. He came from Celaya to Pachuca, to Pachuca to Necaxa, from Necaxa to Cruz Azul, and he hasn't missed a single beat. He's always been improving, and I think he's a player that can link up well with players like Pizarro, with Lozano on the other end, and uh, with Jimenez as well. They've played a lot of games, those three. The Lozanos, Pizarros, Jimenez, and Alvarado. They've, they've played a mixture of those players a lot. Tata has liked that combination of players one way or the other. So I could see him being a good right-wing option for the opening day of the 2022 World Cup. And that's our team, guys. Obviously, if you're going to listen to this podcast, you will already see our teams because um, we'll have a picture of those before you even listen to it so you can see what we're talking about. But yeah. That's 2022, man. That's what I got to say about that. Should we move on to 2026? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, 2026, again, this is going to cause the most controversy because it's six years away. Because we don't know what's going on. I mean, it's. It, are we even going to be alive in six I years? I can't even plan my week out. And we're asking it's going to look dramatically different. Yeah. <laughs> and we're asking you to we're asking you to pick 11 players for in 6 years. So hard, but hey, that's what makes this fun. We're just kind of bullshitting along with you guys. So um yeah, I got my picks ready. Uh Ness, you want me to go first or you? What do you prefer? I'll go first cuz ladies first. Let's do it. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at the top, we're running What's a four three three. Folks. What's your formation? We're four, running three, a four three three. Okay. I don't care thing. what you want. There's gonna be a South American coach coaching this fucking team, and if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Ooh, we should have done coaches. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yep. Coaches, uh Juan Carlos Osorio gets a second chance. Oh god, no, please. Osorio out. Stop, 2. he's 0. already dead. No, I'm joking. He's already dead. Yeah. He's currently bailing uh Ronaldinho out of prison in Paraguay. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh you always like to bring that up on every podcast. I loved it. You know what the funny part is? I had, uh, what is it called? We were, we were talking with the friends today, and that shit got brought up again. They're like, you know, Ronaldinho's like in prison, right? And I'm just like, yeah, no, I fuck. Trust me, bro. I know. Yeah, Nestor knows. <laughs> I was like, we bring this shit up episodes, every fucking time. All, the time. all the fucking time. Because you know why? It's a fucking wacky story. It's one of the greatest footballers, especially our dribblers of all time. And the fact he's even in those positions is fucking wild. It's and crazy, no one's paying man. attention to it. No, it's it's honestly. Has anybody wild. checked in on Ronaldinho since the fucking quarantine? Is Ronaldinho okay? Is Ronaldinho have coronavirus? Nobody's answering these questions, folks. I'm asking them, and hopefully somebody can ask questions. I'm not going to fucking Paraguay. <laughs> all right, let's get into the teams. Like, though. Let's get into the teams. Yeah, yeah. All right, so four three three. You know, Ricardo Osorio comes back for 2.0. The Mexico <laughs> National, like, we need you. The FMF's like, we need you. We, we need to get this thing rolling again. You they're know? outside like, his window. Tata the Martino. They're like, Tata Martino never even made it out of the group stage in 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an abomination. We end up in a group with Brazil. Uh, they call it the group of death. We end up in a, in a group in 2022 with Brazil, England, and Chile, and it's oh, just a repeat of the Copa America, no. but three games. <laughs> We'd honestly and get then, blasted. Um, yeah, we'd get fucking blasted in the ass. It'd be fucking horrible. <laughs> All right, so at the top, we got Lozano. Lozano's going to Lozano, because mm-hmm. he's Lozano. That's all. I don't need to explain myself. No, uh, no, we got... We got Macias in the middle. Okay. Bro, Jimenez is going to be, like, you know, like I said, 2022 is his World Cup. After that, I think that's when he starts to take a step back. He'll kind of yeah. play a fundamental substitution role, like Chicharito he's played He's already 30, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he? Yeah, he's already 30. Oh, he's 28. So he'll be 34, 35. Yeah, 34, 35. He, he'll be serviceable as a backup. Yeah. And then um, it'd be like it'd be like Peralta 2014. And then we're going to have Tecatito. On the right wing, I think he's finally ready for the big time, and there's nobody else <laughs> technically gifted okay. to have on that side of the ball, and we just got to utilize him those, the best we can. And in the midfield for the three, on the left side, I have uh, Guti. I think he's going to be well-experienced. He's going to be back in Mexico. He's going to be captain somewhere at Pachuca or somewhere along those lines. Ooh, he's going to be captain. leading you know, a, good, a good team around him, and he's going to be captaining the field at this point. He's going to be stepping up. And then we have Pizarro in the middle, you know, after so much coke in Miami. You know, you finally after, gave him a chance, at the huh? end of the day, finally gave him a chance. 
and he's going to be one of the veterans. He's been recently in the Mexico national team a lot, and they're going to rely on him to be one of the veterans leading into 2026 as long as he's serviceable. You know, we're, we're not asking the world to be Sarro. Just go out there, feed a few balls, you know, fucking go ahead and dance a little bit if you want. Don't do anything crazy, kid. Just keep the balls flowing and make sure you find enough space yeah. to do a couple moves. He does get to... dispossessed, dispossessed a lot, so yeah, he, he might, might want to chill on that. Ex- yeah, exactly. So I think playing him a little bit more forward with a little bit more, you know, as far as not carefree attitude, but playing him a little bit more forward, just having him assist people up top, I think that'll give him a little bit more motivation kind of more free will and reign rather than having him locked down as a straight-up CM because he tends to disappear when he's he doesn't get some freedom. And then on the right side of that, I have Pisuto. Oh, we and thought the same, boy. Yeah, right. And he's he's somebody at Pachuca that, you know, I was looking at a photo today at the Liga BBVM, the Mex, they put up on Instagram and it had, it had what is it called? It had Pachuca's Chucky. They had Guti and they had Pizarro all kissing the same. I think it was a Champions League trophy for CONCACAF. And then Pizarro was even licking it, which made it even more weirder. But uh, I posted a picture actually on the Viva Liga MX account. And I was like, man, like these guys all played on the same team. And I think it's going to be the exact same thing with Pisuto. He's going to be part of that legacy that Pachuca have as far as these generational guys that they'll have coming out like Herrera. You know, now we got Guti and Pizarro and Lozano. And then, you know, we have Pisuto. And I think Aguirre gets left out a lot. And I think Eric needs... I think that's, that'll be his generation where he'll start getting called up oh, more. I think Eric he'll be Aguirre? in the squad. He might not be in this, you know... Yeah, he might not be in this World okay. Cup. But he like, he might be in the squad. Though. He's another guy that he's been like... Two years away. He's been a prospect for, two for years. so long at this point. But he's exactly. still really he's, young. He's linked with Chivas every fucking... Uh, every yeah, every yeah. offseason. So that, that tells you what you need to know. And then from the last four... For the back four, I have Calderon as a left back. Okay. Let's say what you will. I, I, I hope he gets out of the Chivas situation. I hope he leaves. I'm a Chivas fan. I hope he leaves because that shit is not going well. And he needs to go somewhere yeah, where he can develop because I care about the Mexico national team more than I give a shit about Chivas. Yeah, and I'm a huge Chivas fan, but I'd much rather have the Mexico national team succeed than have Chivas succeed. I'm just being honest with you. And then we have Tibo Sepulveda, which is a Chivas youngster that got called up last year if i'm not mistaken and he's been showing out showing off and t- dispossessing people with bigger track records like briseño and everybody around him whenever somebody's injured he's been stepping up to play for chivas and he's been playing amazing and he's somebody that a lot of people don't talk about but he's fucking solid and i'm not talking about physicality wise but i'm talking about in the way where he positions himself properly so he doesn't have to worry about tracking back or anything. Plus, he's young, he's still fast, and if he needs a track back, he can track back. He's not going to be like Salcido running after somebody halfway down the field and you know you're fucked and it's going to be a one-on-one situation. He's somebody that can make a huge impact in a game and he's somebody that's going to be more so of an enforcer for that team. And then next to him, I'm going to have Edson Alvarez. And I wanted to put him in the midfield, but with players like Guti, Pizarro, and Pisuto kind of coming into their own and probably... You know, not when it's a captaining their teams, but being more so vocal leaders and everything. Kind of how we see Hector Herrera, and how we currently see um, Andres Guardado. They're gonna they're gonna play those roles. Those are the roles that we want him to play. And Edson might have to take a step back and play center back and try to captain everybody back there because it's gonna be a pretty young squad back there. And then next to Edson, I have Moso. Moso doesn't get talked about a lot. He's another player, kind of two years being away from two years. <laughs> And uh, with Pumas America, they're always talking about getting them back. And obviously, they need them because they've had the likes of Paulo Aguilar on that side for way too fucking long. And it really stresses them out. And it's pretty fucking funny to see. But Paulo Aguilar has been, you know, a force for over a decade with the Mexico national team and with America for even longer. But I think his time is up. And when Moso ends up going to America, or Moso makes a bigger move to a bigger club because Pumas is that club. I feel he's going to get more recognition. He's going to be getting called up more to the Mexico national team. So I have him as right back. And then under him, I have Sebastian Jurado. And he's the only young goalkeeper. Just keep it a buck. I, I don't know of anybody <laughs> no, else who's coming up yeah, that, that makes a huge you know deal. We have younger players for like Chivas and America that are goalkeepers, but they don't fucking impress. Come on, let's be honest. You know, It's like at least he gives us the show. Of he's fucking trying out there blocking 90 shots a game because his defense is so bad. 
while other goalkeepers, you know, they'll have decent defenses set up and they'll be able to manage a game, but they won't be able to block shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. How about yours? Yeah, well, like I, like we did last time, I'm going to start from the back uh, to kind of mirror your last one. So, yeah, I also have Sebastian Jurado, and like you said, he's the only prospect goalkeeper we have right now, so who else? When you think about a World Cup in six years, who else are you going to put? And I know for you Ligamex purists out there who live and breathe the league, you're going to be like, oh, what about Luis Malagón from Morelia? What about uh, Carlos Higuera from Tijuana? What about this unknown keeper from the third division? And I listen, I know there's a couple of other younger keepers out there, but as of right now, none of them have ever played a lick of national team uh, soccer. And so we got to keep some sense of realism here, guys. So Jurado's on that track. Um... And as far as I can tell, he's gonna he's gonna be with the national team. Like he's gonna be a mainstay, whether he starts at a World Cup or not. That's the question. I think just from the fact that he's the only one available that can show us that he has something more to give. Uh, that's why we have him there. So basically, yeah. Uh, my defense also I got. Oh, I have I forgot to say my formation. My formation is kind of a little weird. It's kind of like a four one three two. And you guys will see what I mean as I'm explaining it. So my four defenders, I actually have the same fullbacks as in 2022. So I have Gallardo on the left, as well as Tecatito on the right. Um, they're young enough to where in six years they'll still be pretty, you know, pretty not young anymore, but they'll they'll still be in their prime, and they'll still be solid enough to lead um, to lead the the fullback positions. Listen, Mexico doesn't produce many great fullbacks. There's a reason we've had Miguel Ayun for. A long time now and he's just pretty much been immovable from those positions um, so it's not I, I, I when you mentioned Mosso I did you know I, I kind of was like oh man yeah that could have been an option at right back too because um, that's actually a player I really like a lot from Pumas and I do think he can be an option for 2026 but still I still have Gallardo and Corona in the middle uh, I also went with Edson Alvarez uh, back into these the center back position um, I think that's what he started out with in America, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, he's going to be a little older. He's not going to be able to cover as much track as a CDM would. So that's why I moved him back to, this, to the center back position. Alongside him, alongside him I also have uh, Cesar Montes. And uh, I really like your inclusion of Sepulveda. And I was just minutes away from including him as well. But I figured, you know what, if I included Montes in 2022, surely in 2026 he'll still be at the same or around the same uh, level. So that's why I included him there as well. And then moving up to the midfield, I got one uh, CDM above my defensive line who can kind of, since Gallardo and Corona will be going up more than coming back, he'll kind of serve as like a third center back. And that's Eugenio Pisuto as well. The Pachuca uh, boy, man. Uh, when I saw him go down with that ACL injury uh, earlier this season, I don't think I've ever been sadder in the last few years i mean this is a guy i've never been more excited for a prospect than this dude right here he was at the under 17 world cup absolutely killed it um this guy's our next Pavel pardo guys um he's really young and he's already showing the signs of what he could be he's half italian as well or not half italian but he has italian ancestry so this is our esteban cambiaso you know what i'm saying this is our yep. Dan- this so is he's our like Daniela he's like hey what the what the fuck's going on guy hey get out of my way hey <laughs> This is him, Sorry, man. He's so bad. Tall. You know what I mean? He's a, he's got the Sopranos little thing. I don't know what I mean. He's a, he's but, a good guy. He likes it. He loves his mother. You know, he loves his mother. He's a good guy. You know. That was a little better, but still, uh, <laughs> I got him a CDM, man. He he's he looks good, and uh, he's really really young. So he's still gonna be young in 2026. So um, he's he yeah. I mean, what else can you say? He's the most exciting prospect Mexico has. And hopefully, um, similar to the situation that we've seen with like Chapo Montes and Pocho Guzman um, before the doping, hopefully this ACL injury only makes him come back stronger because it can ruin careers or at least falter them. We've seen it happen a lot of times before. Venado Medina, me and us were talking about him earlier. Um, so, but hopefully this doesn't affect him and he can only come back stronger. Um, he's a guy that yeah, is, he could he could still have an amazing career even after an injury. Yeah, exactly. You know, D. Rose has done it. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Venado Medina has done it. Arguably one of the best players for Chivas in 2006, and that's alongside Ramon Morales, Osvaldo Sanchez, 
and Omar Bravo and Bofo Bautista too. Yeah, like I said, I mean, even Bocho before the doping, he came back. Well, maybe it was be- as a result of the doping that he came back stronger. But regardless, yeah. players can. And Pizuto like, oh seems like Oh my God, like you can bench can. lift two people. Oh my God, you're so strong. <laughs> what you do? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Pizuto, I mean, like I said, he's got that Italian in him, boy. So he's got that EU passport. Jurgen Dam, you freaking messed up. This boy's going to go to Italy before you even get a chance to go to Atlanta United, boy. He's going to be in Europe before you know it. But yeah. Yep, you, you can go ahead and cross out Jurgen Dan's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Um up my uh attacking midfielders slash wingers. We'll start with the wingers. On the left, I guess left mid, not really a left winger. Um Irving Lozano, like Ness said, who else, man? This is gonna be a mainstay for years to come. He's, he's going to ride that, that Germany goal till the fucking brakes come off. Hell I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm man. Do that. He's going to be living off that. Yep. Now, hopefully he gets a couple more highlights. But yep. as of right now, he's calm with just having that one highlight in his uh, Mexican career. But uh, yeah, and in Don't the forget middle, he has that one at the Confer- Confederations Cup too. Where right. he got like yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, karate yeah. chopped in the... The fucking hell. Uh, that was a great someone's goal, man. You just reminded that me. That shit was an amazing goal. goal. And that was an amazing assist by Herrera for even seeing it. Was it against... I saw that play uh, happening. Was it against it was Russia. Belgium? Oh, it was Russia. Yeah. I, I remember he also played against Belgium. I think it was a friendly and he did really well. He got fucking clotheslined. <laughs> but yeah, he scored he a fucking did. golazo. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He got drop kicked. I don't know what you call that. He did some sort of WWE move, but yeah. Lozano's a legend for <laughs> that, the, man. Off the top fucking turnbuckle, man. You can't bro. make this shit up. Oh, watch out, watch out, watch out. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure a video exists of that commentary over there. <laughs> you gotta put it in there. You gotta put this shit in here. And then with the goal background. I'm, I'll make it myself if I have to. Herrera la revienta el Chucky. Va a tratar de ganar en el bote. Bota la pelota. Chucky la El Chucky, cuando más lo necesitábamos, aparece, termina ganando de cabeza ante la duda, se lleva un patadón, mete su gol número 3 con selección nacional y ahí está México, 2 a 1 arriba de Rusia. 2 a 1 gana México, se llevó un golpazo Mauricio May, pero aguantó a pie firme y consigue el segundo gol para México. Chucky's there. In the middle, I have somebody that we've kind of forgotten about already. Charlie Rodriguez, man. Where's the love Holy for Charlie? Shit. Monterrey, okay. When they win a game, he'll get some love. Let me tell you something. Nabi Keita from Liverpool knows who he is. I bet you he's still having nightmares about little old Charlie. Because at the Club yep. World Cup, he just tossed him around. He was, he was, Nabi was in his back pocket there, mate. As they do say around London. He, he tossed around 40 million worth Nabi Keita like he was nothing, boy. Yep. Like he was still back in Mali. He's like, get the hell You're out getting- of here, boy. Jurgen Klopp was having. I thought you said like he's still on Mali. I was like, whoa! I no, not no on idea Mali. about Navigator. No, he's going on Mali. Yeah, he's the country. Yeah, sorry, I'm fucking country, ignorant. Bro. Again, guys, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> but no, yeah, Charlie's Charlie's a guy that can. Um, he can play CDM as well, but he can get up the field more. He has really, really good passing numbers. If you just want to go to SofaScore and look at his passing numbers, especially in the in the opponent's uh, quadrant in the opponent side of the field, man. He is clinical, and he gets those assists. That he gets those key passes. Quadrus. Yeah, man. He he's really good. I mean, we saw it. Everyone saw it at the Club World Cup. He ended up being the second most searched for player on transfer market. That's so, crazy. So um, yeah, he he might be on the move sooner rather than later. But uh, he's somebody that I had to include here. I didn't end up including him in 2022 just because you know there's guys like Edson and Herrera who are a little bit more established. But no, if, yeah. if he if he if he keeps going the way he's going, Charlie's for sure gonna be in 2026. And then on my right uh, midfielder spot, um, I could have and you know what I could have included Piojito Alvarado again just because he is so young. But I just kind of wanted the to hair, mix it up. You know, the hair man. Is he included for the hair? But uh, I included uh, Sebastian Cordova and from America. You can't accuse me of being a biased <gasps> Chivas fan <gasps> because. <laughs> I included Cordova, <laughs> and I did not include Fernando Beltran, even though I did uh, 
Um, what's Fuck, I forgot about him. I did have oh, him. Oh, God. You I was be about to put me. him. He doesn't play a winger position, obviously, but uh, I was about Why to. Why is Pizarro on my list? Take him out. <laughs> I was about to there. put him over Charlie, but I was like, nah, man. I think Charlie's just a little bit better than Beltran currently. Um, and then I just really like Pizuto. So, um, but Beltran is basically there. But I put Cordova, really, I don't have a reason for this, guys. I just wanted a little bit more uh, to not make it look exactly like my 2022 one. I could have had Alvarado there, too. You could move some stuff Damn, around. Cordova, low-key, might make it into 2022, now that I think about it. He's, he is really good. He is really good. Um, I think he'll be on the bench for that. Yeah, I mean, At he least. came into his if own. If not, he might be an option. If oh, definitely on the bench. Definitely yeah. on the bench. Uh, he came into his own in the Super Clasico, you know, what else do you want from a player We don't like talk that. about that. No, we don't. We don't like talking about it, but uh, hey, he's a good player. Credit where credit is due. And yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's definitely really somebody. Player, otherwise, my hating. Yeah, he's definitely somebody who can be on both team sheets. Whether or not he starts is a question. I just threw him in there. Why not? Let's, Damn. let's give him you some know, You know who's not on these lists? Diego Linus. Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. We put oh, Cordova no. before we put. Oh, I just. You just. Hey, that tells you something, doesn't it? Diego, man. Honestly, at this point, I put Mauro Linus before Diego. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Diego, what's going on, brother? We man. did we did completely forget him. But um, you know what? Hair. I'm not mad Cares about too it. Much. I'm not too mad about that. I mean, uh, unless, unless he starts showing us something a little different, I can't justify his inclusion. Do you? We'll see what happens if he moves from Real Betis, which he probably will. But, uh, yep. yeah. And then for my two strikers, um, I didn't have Raul. Like Ness said, he's going to be on the bench at this point. Um, so I have JJ Macias. You know, this is going to be his, Like we said, Raul's World Cup is 2022. 2026 is going to be Macias' World Cup, baby. You better believe it. And then alongside him, I have another young Mexican striker. What? We have one of those? Yes, we do. What? He plays for Santos, and his name's Eduardo Aguirre. The only other striker, the only other Mexican striker who's young and who's actually good is this kid right here. I really liked watching him play this season. He's formed a beautiful partnership with Furch and uh, with Brian Lozano and all them boys. Um... Autumn he's, boys. <laughs> he's a guy that can play striker but can also stray to the wing. So if we want to kind of switch up the formation in the middle of the game, we can. We can put Aguirre on to the right wing or maybe put him a little bit more back. He's flexible in that regard. So he's a player you should watch out for. I think he was the top scorer in the Toulon tournament in 2018, I believe, or 2017. He's yeah. done bits with the, with the youth teams. So uh, if you don't already know about him, check him out. Watch him closely. I think he's going to be definitely in the squad and i gave him a starting a starting position here so we would have included teams. that other guy but he got into a dui accident and he killed somebody and he's in jail so yeah, yeah joel malik man just he when we thought been. just when we thought we could have an afro mexican as a as a leader for the national team that would have been ha, really cool. psych drunk driving yeah man fuck this shit we, so and shit. no one ever heard about him since He's in jail, bro. That's why. <laughs> I mean, what, crazy, you hear about man. Ronaldinho, don't you? <laughs> he was on Sevilla. as like, actually, Ronaldinho alert. Yeah, we should have our own. Uh, the Ronaldinho tone. report. Yeah, for when you, we want to mention that again. Because that's so, I mean, I just can't get over that. It's so incredibly crazy. <laughs> so, fucking, so fucking stupid. It's so nuts. Ronaldinho, man. Because there's just no reasoning behind any of it. He just fucking does shit to do it. We should change the League MX logo to a silhouette of Ronaldinho. We should. That should be our logo. Just a silhouette of Ronaldinho. (laughs) In prison, prison guard, in orange. No, but it, but but it's Ronaldinho with, uh, like the 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 fucking uh, what is it called, the Querétaro? Yeah, man. Like, is Ronaldinho on the Querétaro thing instead of the Gallo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just has him like fat in a jersey so like he's sticking his stomach sticking out Looking oh like god <laughs> Liga Max man how can you not love it it's created some beautiful storylines you can't make this shit up dude it's crazy but yeah there's a lot to talk about no like like Nessa's rant is not even the beginning of all the avenues we could go through yeah, this that's conversation it. fuck so um, we're definitely gonna have that episode for you guys next week so tune into that 
there's a bunch of things to be said. Let us know your teams. Yep. Please drop your starting 11s. Make them on Lineup Builder or just fucking write them down. Tell us who you want to see in 2022 and 2026. I write especially want to get the 2026 me. ones. Let us know what you guys think about this episode. Uh, like we said, criticize our uh, picks. Give us yours so we can criticize them back. And let's go ahead and sign off, Ness. Where can the people find you? All right, you can find me at Nescavelli on Twitter and also at Viva Liga MX and also FMF State of Mind and also the FMF State of Mind podcast. And we have some other stuff we're working on too. I'll let you guys know about that as well. But thank you guys, as always, for the three people that listen to this shit. Hey, it's <laughs> more three than people that. that it's it's at, at least, the end of this. Yeah, no, I, it's at honestly. least six. It's at least six people that have it playing in the background that might not be listening to it. But if you overhear this, thank you. How about you, Antonio? Where can we find you? Yeah, you guys can find me, like we said at the beginning, at Antonio1998, double underscore on Twitter. That's two underscores at the end. Um, yeah, at FMF State of Mind. Go follow us on Twitter. Go visit the sites. Go visit Viva League MX as well. And we will see you next time. <laughs>